At his age, most young people are still trying to decide what they want to do after high school, what to wear to prom, or even where they're going to hang out this weekend. But not today's guest. At the time of this recording, we hadn't even met in person. We had talked via text and the occasional Zoom. At 18, he's already a worship leader at his church and markets himself on social media as someone who scores movies. Joining me today from Thompson, Georgia is Joseph Caudill. You're gonna wanna remember his name because this young man is going places. Grab a snack and join me on the couch as we let Joseph tell his story about his ambitions and living life on purpose his way. Hey there, I'm Julie, and you're listening to JJ Life on Purpose, where I invite you to join me on this journey called life, where we learn to redefine ourselves to be the me God intended us to be. You're more than a parent and more than your career. You're more than any other labels you've picked up along the way. If you find yourself searching for your purpose beyond your titles, then you're in the right place. As a self-proclaimed prime major, because I'm not middle-aged, I'm in my prime. I'm choosing joy in this season and the story I'm living. Regardless of our age, we all wanna make the most out of our life. So stick around and together we will pursue our passions with purpose and on purpose. Hey, Prime Majors, I'm sitting down with Joseph Caudill, who is the musical composer for the film that my husband and I just finished filming called The First Step. This interview is not about that, You've already been interviewed, Joseph, by uh, Jenilee Samuel about that. Yes. So basically, we're going to talk to you as a person and your interest and in what what got you to where you're at. My podcast is called uh, Just Julie, Life on Purpose. And I normally talk to people about their passions, where their life is going, what you do to make your life on purpose um, as Christians we know we have a purpose in in uh, promoting God the Father and right. and and right. winning souls and that's that's our ultimate purpose. But each of us have been given talents, and I want to talk to you about yours and how you how you do life on purpose. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay, so you're young. Uh, you're 18. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we're just going to get that out of the way real fast (laughs) because you don't sound 18. um, And I want to remember that you are just this musical genius. uh, And I want to know, where did this come from? Let's start there. Where did your musical genius come from? Oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like genius is a bit of a strong word. But, uh, well, I grew up in a musical family. Um, my siblings and and my parents, uh, we all sing together. We're actually, we're the worship team at our church and we, we do our music and everything. Um, so I've always been surrounded by music growing up. Uh, and whenever I was young, I got, (laughs) my brother had, he showed me garage band on an iPad and I was playing with it and I realized I could make my own tracks. And so I just started recreating um, some of my favorite film scores. Uh, and I, just, I was just so fascinated with the fact that I could recreate stuff. And then I was like, wait, I can write my own stuff. So I started writing my own stuff. And, and that's just kind of how that took off from there. I eventually upgraded, uh, thankfully, from GarageBand to better software. 
Fantastic. Um, now, I also was raised in a musical home. My mother was the piano player for our church. And awesome. God, God love her heart. She tried her dead level best to teach me how to play piano. I, I seriously regret it now. But just because you're around music doesn't make you musical. So uh, I know you play piano. So where did you, did your mom teach you? Did your dad teach you? Or did you pick it up on your own? Yeah, it was, it was a, a bit of a mix. Not, well, not from dad, but mom, uh, she showed me my first few chords on the piano. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I forget which chords it was. It was it was probably four or five she showed me, and she showed me how to find new chords. If I knew I needed to play a certain chord and I didn't know it, um, she showed me how to find that. And from there, I kind of picked it up and just practiced and then played and uh, got good enough to be able to be our piano player. Uh, and from there, I've, I've watched YouTube. I've, I've made... I've made a lot of mistakes. I've, I tell uh, some of my friends also play piano and they've asked me before sometimes what I do to learn new stuff. And what I've told them is I always try to do something on stage. And then if it goes horribly wrong, it's the best motivator to like make a mental note to, okay, don't do that again. <laughs> That's how I learned yeah. the best. So I've made lots and lots of mistakes. Uh, it hasn't always sounded good. Right. I've gotten to where I can, sometimes I can make the mistakes sound like they were meant to be there. Sometimes I can't. It just depends on how bad the mistake is. Gotcha. Well, you know, Thomas Edison made how many mistakes before he discovered electricity uh, or the uh, light bulb? Sure. So there was a bunch. Yeah. He, he failed a lot more than he succeeded. And look look what we have to, to thank him for. Um so that's funny because usually, usually people try to make those mistakes in their, in their, you know, the privacy of their living room or whatever. No, let's just put it out there for the whole church to hear. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. And, and the churches that we've, that my dad has pastored at, um, they've been really sweet, especially like the ones where I, I was growing up and still developing. They were really sweet and they just, they took it and and they just told us how good we were and and everything they were just they were so sweet people, such sweet people god bless those little grandmas <laughs> that yes, awesome yes your peers now on the other hand i, I know <laughs> thankfully or not so thankfully all of my um crash course and, and i mean i can play you know chord a few chords you know you get me in the minors and i'm i'm toast but you know, F, G, E flat, A flat, you know, um, yeah. I can do that, but, um, I didn't have YouTube. I only had my mom <laughs> and she gave up God, God rest her soul. Oh. She, she gave up on me. Uh, I did go on <laughs> to pick up clarinet and saxophone and about that much voice. So, um, okay. I have enough music to, to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but yeah. not really. I can't hold with you, with you and Joe's Mary and uh, our no. friend Michelle. I'm sure you you know more than you give yourself credit for. I think I remember actually Mr. Jerry telling me that you played saxophone in one of our conversations. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think uh, you t you told me through his account. I remember. Oh yeah, it's, it's funny. He hands me the phone a lot of times. Like, say say it's you and just you know go with the go with the flow. Um, sure. That's funny. So um, I wanted to talk to you about your musical um, 
inspirations. We're going to get to your your personal life in a in a few minutes because I have some okay. questions about that. But your musical inspiration uh, inspirations. I know you love um, John Williams and and that big orchestra dun, 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 uh, yeah. type type music. So who who are your inspirations and who do you aspire to be like? Yeah. Um... I mean, you, you just said one of them, John Williams. He, uh, well, and the reason being, I, my brothers and I are huge Star Wars fans. Um, so I grew up watching Star Wars and, and just loving the way that John Williams seems to write everything its own specific theme. Yeah. He, he, he writes themes for everything. And I just love how, how that allows him to like, to sneak in a little theme here if somebody brushes across the screen or whatever. I've always loved that, the, the art of storytelling through the score. Mm -hmm. um, John Williams is fantastic at that. Um, and also another huge one, um, and for different reasons, maybe even a bigger one would be Hans Zimmer, oh. a bigger inspiration to me. The reason being he doesn't have any um, any kind of formal training that's the, oh. the word he, he doesn't have any formal training he he he's been on record several times as saying the the only formal training he ever had was two weeks of piano classes whenever he was a child and wow. then he got kicked out because he didn't like the discipline of it that's me <laughs> so he wanted to write his own music and he was sitting here stuck playing scales or whatever right something like that i've heard I've, i did a little bit of research on him but it's just fantastic to me and he does everything I, to my knowledge he does everything by ear like I do um, I don't know if he can read sheet music but I've seen him work with some stuff and he on videos and stuff and he, he does a lot of stuff by ear um, he's just kind of is a, a an enormous example of uh, formal education isn't always the 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 thing to strive for yeah when it comes to whether or not you have a gift for what you're doing and um not that it's bad to go get a formal education right. whatsoever right right yeah right. i was yeah no i was about to say the same thing um formal there's nothing wrong with formal education i mean i promote it i've got right. i've got two college degrees i i i promote that but that's not to say that you can't do it and hans zimmer um yeah. I, don't, I don't know his exact age, but I'm pretty sure he came in, you know, before the age of, okay, let's just set, not just, because I can't do what you do. That that was not a good word. But let's not, I, I can't set my computer up and go, okay, I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in this, this uh, sound <laughs> and I'm going to, now I'm going to bring in this sound. He didn't have that ability. Am, am I correct? Not, not starting out. Yeah. yeah. He, he um he worked a lot with synthesizers. Okay. Um, that's kind of what he was known for starting out, and he actually kind of helped create the modern film sound, which is um, especially in like action movies, you hear it all the time. They'll mix like big orchestra with synth with synths and like mm -hmm. synthetic sounds, and right. and uh, they they mix those all the time. And Hans Zimmer kind of popularized that. Um, so he. If if he hadn't have uh, just kept pushing and going for a film degree or not not film degree film yeah. scoring mm -hmm. career, mm -hmm. uh, he would have he wouldn't have been able to to do that. And that, I just think that's pretty amazing. Absolutely, because you know you you tend to continue what you've learned. Uh, 
so for him to be a revolutionary, um, you know, he had to take on just his raw talent. So yeah. that's that's incredible to me because I'm a I'm a huge Hans Zimmer fan myself. I've, yeah. Like I said, I've yeah. got a, just enough nerd <laughs> music nerd in me to sound like I know what I'm talking about. But you get yeah. past John John Williams and Hans Zimmer and um, uh, John. Uh, uh, George Bernard Shaw and, you know, John Philip Sousa, and, and then I'm toast. So, you know, that, that's it. I, to be I know. honest, the, the second two you named, I don't really know the names. Okay. Yeah, uh, if I'm you, being honest, yeah, I don't know, I don't know too many composers. Um, I, I also like John Powell uh, okay. and some others, but Hans, Hans Zimmer, John Williams are the biggest two for me. <laughs> well, uh, the other two are like... Um, uh, the the big marches from back in the twenties and thirties. So, uh, ah, you I know gotcha. the the big tubas and trombones and yeah, know, yeah, I love you know, that music. That too. that kind of music. That's uh, a lot of band music. So let's go back real quick to being raised in a minister's home. <clears throat> um, some of my I, I was raised in church. My my parents were. Uh, church secretary, deacon, that kind of thing. Never, never a pastor. Uh, how, I know that's all you've ever known, but does it kind of feel like you've lived in a fishbowl? Do you feel like people hold you to a higher standard or have you been lucky enough that the the churches your dad pastored, they allowed you to be uh, Joseph Cottle, the kid running around and make your own mistakes? Or, or do you feel like you've been... And not that that's a bad thing, because, you know, um, ministry is held to a higher standard in the Bible. It right. talks about that. But how was that growing up? Um, Honestly, it hasn't been too bad. Um, they, It's been different everywhere we've been. Uh, my dad has pastored several churches uh, since I've been born. Um everywhere has a bit of a different culture when it comes to that um and some of them have kind of expected more of the pastor's family than they would other people um but honestly especially if it's something that doesn't really I'm trying to trying to be careful absolutely and I'm sorry that I sprung that one on you I've always wondered no, you're good. Um, sometimes people get nitpicky is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes. And when they do, we've just had to learn to let it, just let it roll off. Yeah. And keep going because so, in some ways, well, it's really none of their business. Right. <laughs> but, that, that's true. But I, I do see um, the fact that you wouldn't want pastor's family doing X, Y, Z or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sometimes when they get into that, uh, there are just some gray areas that it's like, you know, you could just leave that alone yeah, or whatever. I don't know. It's not, it hasn't been all that bad though, especially where we're at now. Um, people are really sweet. I, I don't see much of that going on. And uh, if there is, I don't really know that. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's good because yeah. Um, and I agree with you. The, the churches that I've gone to, um, only one that I that I was in that it was almost as if oh if um, 
little Johnny Pastor's kid does it, it's a it's a big major sin. But don't you know if my son does that, he deserves grace. You know, yeah. so, um, but then on the other hand, same church, all of those children are grown now and they're all, all the preacher's kids, he had a bunch, um, and they're all in ministry. Every single one of them are in ministry and the oldest one pastors a church. And it's so funny because I say, oh, he has lots of sermon material. Um, I, used, <laughs> I, I used to babysit him and his favorite line was, I don't have to mind you, you're not my mama. And I'm like, mm. when he was real oh, little, <laughs> when he was real little, he told me um, he was not my mama. Uh, and he's oh, a gosh. he's a fantastic he's a fantastic friend and uh, a great preacher, but he definitely definitely has some sermon material from what not to do as as yeah, growing up. So I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> so I'm very very glad that um, your your dad's parishioners and church members have been gentle for the most part because that can make or break her kid. And yeah, you certainly, sure. you certainly don't want to break a, uh, that can destroy a ministry as well. And yes. so to be understanding of that kids will be kids, no matter what, no matter their pedigree, no matter, you know, uh, cause we all have the same spirit of God, you know, right. Uh, right. And to be understanding that kids will be kids is is a great thing because yeah, if it's not a heaven or hell issue, discipline you know let daddy discipline or mom discipline and and go on yes. you know it's exactly that's kind of the, the mentality I have a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, people argue and fight over so much that has no eternal substance or, or meaning whatsoever. It don't amount to a hill of beans exactly. Um, and when it comes to to things like that that don't really matter eternally mm-hmm. I th- you should just just let the parents be the parents and choose how th- and and raise their kids how they feel god is leading them to raise their kids exactly that's that's so good so um i'm guessing on the horizon there will be uh, i don't know if there's a a, a future uh, mrs joseph Cottle in the in the <laughs> in the picture yet but um, she will appreciate that wherever she's at and whenever she comes along, she'll appreciate that approach, I'm sure. So, um, I hope so. <laughs> she better or keep looking. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure we'll make sure that before I put a ring on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Those those fundamental things are important. So, what do you do for? Um, I'm jumping uh, topics immensely. Uh, no, that's okay. Well, First of all, where are you at in the lineage of, you know, your brothers? And so where, where are, are you in the, in the family? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the middle kid out of five. Oh, there boy. are five of us and we're all boys. God uh, bless your so mom. <laughs> people say that, but every, t- every time people say that, uh, if my mom were here right now, she would tell you she's blessed and she's happy she didn't have girls. Uh-huh. I didn't say it. My mom's, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I have two younger brothers. They're twins. Uh, they just turned sixteen, and I have two older brothers. One is, I want to say nineteen, but I think he's, I think it's twenty. And then the one older is twenty three. Oh, okay. Oh, so that way older one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, are they all in the Call Family Band? Yes, ma'am. Okay. They are. We we have uh, my two younger brothers play bass and. Uh, drums so uh, they they play instruments with me and help help uh, on the musical side of things 
well the one that plays bass his name's john he also uh sings sometimes uh i sing my older brother caleb sings and then my oldest brother elijah sings and he plays guitar also so now uh, and then my mom my mom sings too okay and dad's the preacher dad's the preacher awesome awesome <laughs> i have a uh a, a family uh that I've known for a long time. Um, there were 11 boys in that family. And really? uh, yes, and they all had a big band. I mean, they one of them played like the upright bass. One of them played a mandolin. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them played a steel guitar. Um, so I kind of, and, and God bless mom's heart. She finally got her girl. Um, and I don't know what she was thinking because <laughs> I have one of each and if, if I if I could have had five Jonathans, I would have had five Jonathans. But my uh, my daughter is a little mini me, and oh my goodness, she's twenty six, yeah. and she is. Ooh, I, I love her dearly, <laughs> but yeah, I understand your mom's sentiment. So, uh, what um, what kind of music do you gravitate towards? When I'm listening to it, or when I'm writing it. When you're, when, uh, let's start with when you're listening to it. When I'm when I listen to it, I listen to a lot of film scores. <laughs> but no, Shock. not not all the not all the way. Uh, I listen to a lot of uh, elevation worship. I love elevation worship. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. I listen to them. Um, select songs. I, contemporary Christian music gets a lot of bad rap, and I see why. A lot of it's just kind of whatever but there are some really good ones that i pick out and i have a playlist on on youtube music and if i find a really good song that i like i put it in the playlist and that's pretty much all i ever listen to until somebody plays a song around me so i have like 20 something christian songs in in a playlist that i I just loop all the time when i'm worshiping but uh there's elevation there is um man i'm forgetting the names right now but i always remember the names maverick not Maverick. Yeah, Maverick City. Yeah, I listen to them too. Um, goodness, I'm gonna remember the names later, and then, and then I'm gonna be mad that I didn't remember them right now. That's all right. When if Corey if, Asbury, that's one of them. Oh, Corey love Asbury. Corey Asbury. Um, the guy. <laughs> he did Battle Belongs. I can't. I don't know why I don't know his name right now. I always remember his name. Oh no. Well, if you remember it in the in the course of this conversation, just blurt it out and you'll you'll fit right in with uh with I me absolutely will. <laughs> so uh what's your favorite what what's what's top on your uh your worship playlist right now what's your top Ooh, song i don't know uh what the top one would be um i think there are like exactly 27 and i have and the reason there are so few is like i said i'm, I'm picky when it comes to music that I actually like moves me and, yeah. and speaks to me uh so especially with christian music i'm really picky about it yeah um i yeah. think my favorite one in my playlist at this moment is probably worthy of my song phil wickham that's his name okay. i have it pulled up now phil wickham. Okay. <laughs> so there's phil wickham elevation worship brandon lake Love brandon Corey lake. asbury zach williams uh 
there's a good mix of people in there but, I was gonna say, but you're speaking love, my language now yeah yeah <laughs> i love uh worthy of my song it's such a great yes such a great song and it it speaks it speaks to me about um a lot of these that i've put in here are ones that i've come across that have they're speaking to me about stuff that i'm kind of dealing with right now so i, I love i love these songs um I think I've caught your bug. Um, I can, my favorite song, and I feel so, so, so bad, is the uh, the one that's so popular by C.C. Winans and Lauren Daigle. Um, and it's bugging me. I can sing it in my head, uh, but you do not want me to sing it. So um, <laughs> it's probably um, All My Life You Have Been Faithful, All My Life You Have that, Been Good. Yes. That goodness is. Of God. Goodness I love of that God. song. That yeah, is, I have that on my playlist too. Yeah. Yep. That is the song that if I'm driving down the road and I feel like, you know, I need to pray or praise, that's the song that comes out the top of my lungs. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's just, it's one of my favorites to sing to. Yeah, it just. Singing it in worship services. It's, it's kind of like, um, you're not old enough for this, but uh, uh, I had old preachers would used to say in the pulpit, you know, if that doesn't, if that doesn't get you on fire, your wood's wet. I heard it hearing all the time. I've heard that several times. (laughs) So, but that's the truth. If that song does not move you to just into his presence with praise, then man, something is, you need, you need to hit the altar in repentance or something like that. Um, But anyway, okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we've talked about that. We've talked about, okay. So now your inspiration for writing music. What do you, uh, we've we talked about the Hans Zimmer and the, the John Williams. Now, walk me through a little bit of the process of when you're writing music for a project. Um, I yeah. know with, with Jerry's project, y'all would kind of go back and forth. It was so uncanny to me, though, that how you could take one scene out of an entire movie that you had not seen, but that one scene and nail the music. That just, I mean, I got chills. Uh, I cried several times, though, but uh, just like that's it, you know. Yeah. How do you do that? That really means a lot. It's it is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a quote from uh, from Hans Zimmer, my man. Um, I heard it. He said one time, "I'm convinced that I don't know how to score your film. Um, I just write." what feels good or something like that mm-hmm. he that's but but it, it really resonated with me because I, I really don't feel like I know what I'm doing when I do it it's just I think part of it is I love watching movies I watch I've seen so many movies um I, I always <laughs> love my, my family will tell you I'm always the one that suggests we watch a movie of uh, whatever evening but um I've watched how a lot of other people do it how a lot of other people kind of drive the story along with different um different musical cues and stuff i think that helps with it uh and it, the rest is just me playing with stuff i'll i'll uh i think i i like to try to start with a piano sketch of what i want the melodies and chords to go along and then once i find like a chord progression that matches mm-hmm. what's happening on screen i like to add in the orchestra and, and make different instruments play different parts and everything. It's, it's really fun and I enjoy it. 
Um, but each scene in a movie, regardless of whether or not I've seen the rest of the movie, has its own feel and its own message, which is why uh, I think when Mr. Jerry sent me the first scene, he was like, I was able to write the music for that scene. Um, and I, I didn't know any before or after context. All I knew is this happened and it needed to feel like this. Yeah. Uh, but it, it has its own little message, even though it was only like a two minute clip. It was phenomenal. I, I remember that. I remember exactly because I work nights. And so I woke up and um, he played me a little bit of it. I was like, I was blown away just, just to, <laughs> just to hear it. Uh, so what I'm hearing you is, is it's a part um, study in the craft, which is important, yeah. study in the craft. Sure. And then um, I would call it anointing. In, in, our, in our beliefs, I call that the anointing. Um, some people would call it inspiration, whatever. Uh, yeah. So it's just digging into what you feel. And uh, it's amazing to me. There, there were a couple of times that I think there was one time Jared's like, whoa, no, that is not even remotely close to the feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for the most part, it was so close to what he was feeling. And he's not musical at all. He sings better than he says he does. But as far as musically inclined, he is not. But he hears stuff in his head, like that infernal note that he kept telling you about. I want that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> that one note. That oh, one note, I yeah. Like, I don't know what that is, but I'll find it. <laughs> and I kept telling him, it's just one sustained note. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but he hears it. And for you to be able to, even in his limited direction to you were able to pick out what he was saying in his non-musical world uh, and bring it to life is just crazy amazing that that's genius you can call it whatever you want but it's it's musical genius so well I'm I'm just thankful I'm able to do it and thankful uh, the Lord has definitely helped me uh, be able to get to where I can do it yeah uh, skill wise mm -hmm. I I, I did practice a lot. Um, I just, like I said, I, I, I did a lot of stuff on a YouTube channel that I just made just to, to make stuff for fun. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of uh, re redoing film scores or, or themes and then mashing some up together. That didn't make any sense to go together. Whatever. Uh -huh. I think one of my favorite ones I did was, um, it was for Christmas. I did Okomo Como Manuel. And Pirates of the Caribbean. Stop! No, it was it's pretty fun. It was it was really fun to make. Um, but I do I did stuff like that all the time, and that kind of helped me be able to to build up the yeah. craft of being able to write stuff. Even if I was just rewriting what other people did, it helped me get the the realism down. Absolutely. Um, because if you know how to to write stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll know how to make your software sound realistic all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but part of that was also YouTube. <laughs> I, yeah. I watch a lot of composers on YouTube. YouTube is your friend. It can be the biggest friend or the biggest enemy. Because <laughs> yes. you can go down a rabbit trail uh, on, yeah. on YouTube. Just, oh, and let's look, watch this one. And, oh, look at this one. And, and you know, you start out in music composition and you end up with, you know, pigs rolling in mud. And you're like, how did I get yeah. here? You know, 
So. And then you look at your watch and you've wasted an hour just watching these stupid exactly. captions all the time. Exactly. And that's if you're lucky. I've wasted more <laughs> than that. Um, so I had a question and let me think what it was now. Um, oh, I was going to comment. So we had a pastor that would say, uh, you have to, uh, uh, hang on, let me, let me get exactly what he would say. Participate in your own miracle. So you can be, you can have all the talent in the world and all of the God-given talent, but you still have to perfect that craft. And yes, you got to you know, cultivate it. Yep. You absolutely do. And, and that means practicing and that means sitting down. And I really would love to hear the Okum Emanuel uh, Pirates of the Caribbean mashup. Yeah, I can send you a link. It's still <laughs> I, on YouTube. I would so love to hear that because that just, that just feels like that would just be epic. Um, so, I mean, God can give the talent, but if you don't use it or if you hide it or, you know, I, I did a, uh, sit down with a lady the other day, the, the scripture specifically talks about, uh, the parable of the talents and the, the one person took his talents and he buried it because he didn't want to lose it. Um, yes. and he got those talents taken away from him because he didn't use them. So, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't cultivate it, if you don't use it, if you don't put it out there uh, for, for fear, for whatever reason that, you know, somebody sits on their talent, um, then first of all, it's no good. Even if it doesn't get taken away and you just sit in your bedroom and play or, you know, talk to the wall or whatever your talent is. Uh, yeah. If you don't use it for anything, but especially if it's a God-given talent and you know it's from God, and you don't use it for God, then I, I think that that's pretty sad. And, you know, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and, uh, like, I mean, I was about to quote the parable of the talent, but you already did oh. cover that. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I was just, uh, I forgot that you had already mentioned it, but yeah, that's what, the, that's what, uh, the Bible even says, uh, <clears throat> whenever God gives you a talent, basically you're supposed to use it. Yeah. for god specifically and it can have its fun uses obviously I, god i i think uh you know whatever talent you have god absolutely would not mind if you use it for for leisure as long as the, the main focus is for for god and your leisure whatever you're doing it mm -hmm. however you are using it for leisure doesn't dishonor god very good. I like that quote. I'm, I may have to write that down and use it because that that's wise. It's wise for anybody, but for for a young man, that's that's truly is. I mean, well, first of all, I've, I have been to weddings where they played plays, praise and worship music. I have, but for the yeah. most part, they play love songs. You know, so and there's nothing wrong with that because they're getting married and and they're doing God's will for their life and. There's sure. nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with taking a quote unquote secular song and using it when you come when you come together and perform God's will for your life. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I think, you know, I think I understand what you were talking about there. Yeah. Um, yeah, God God made love. So Yeah, um, exactly. If you if you write a song about love, I would God is love actually. Exactly. Says, but, yeah. But no, uh, if I, I don't see any issues with that either, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just losing my words. Oh, no, you're doing great. I'm, I'm loving the conversation that we're having. 
So what, what do you do? I know you're young. Um, well, first of all, before we get to that, uh, what, what does the future hold? I know you're going to Dark Horse. You just graduated yes, high school. And so, yes, ma'am, I did. Okay. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, tell people that don't know what Dark Horse is, uh, what it, what it means. Sure. It's Dark Horse Institute is a, it's a recording studio, uh, real close to Nashville. It's in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, uh, oh wait, Dark Horse Recording Studio is the recording studio, but they made a class out of it um, mm -hmm. called Dark Horse Institute, where they teach three classes. It's going to be audio engineering, um, music business, and songwriting. So I would get a good mix of several different things that I want to use for my career um, in one way or another. Uh, another vision that I have is to have my own recording studio here in town, but uh, that's that's not on the topic. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Oh yeah. So so what happened with that? Um, I've been praying for a while about college plans. I had some sort of plan kind of in place a couple of years ago, but then we moved from Mississippi, and then uh, I didn't have any plans. So I've just been praying about it. I I saw an ad for Dark Horse Institute on Facebook was how I first learned about it. And then I clicked the ad because it intrigued me and then filled out my information because I wanted to get I wanted to get more information about it. And whenever a site says like for more information, give us your email, I figure they're gonna like send me an email. Mm -hmm. But this guy from Dark Horse called me and I hate I hate phone calls <laughs> with people that I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't stand them. So I was sitting there the entire time like just wanting to get off of the phone call because it's just this guy trying to sell me something. Yeah. Um, but the more he talked about it, the more I was like, huh, that actually sounds really good. And ended and we ended up setting up a couple of Zoom calls with me and this guy uh, with my parents so they could get a good introduction to it. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward about a week from then, uh, he had invited us to an online open house via Zoom of... Mm -hmm. uh, where they just did the presentation again. And he said that they would be giving out a few scholarships. So I got on the Zoom call and they were talking about it. And they said, they mentioned the scholarships. They said, we're going to give out, I believe it was $1,000, $2,500, and $5,000 scholarship. And so right then I, I just, I prayed and I was like, you know, God, if you're wanting me to go here, I'm going to need you to give me the $5,000 scholarship. Mm -hmm. um, they were drawing. And then at, at the end of the whole event, they started drawing names for the scholarship and they drew my name for the $5,000. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's much, much cheaper than a, um, than a university four year degree. It's like a, like basically a year of classes that I'll be taking and then I'll be out with that. And then I'll have a, a certificate. Um, and it also gives a lot of real world experience in different parts of the industry that, um, people look for a lot in resumes. So it will be a huge resume builder. Um, so, and I, I believe this is the path that God has led me towards. So I'm excited about it. That's fantastic. Uh, we have a friend that is one of our executive producers and, um, she is, 
she's got a degree in in music, works for the government, but I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, she watched your the clip of the interview that you're going to do with Inside Look that's going to come out, and she was like Dark Horse Institute, and so and she lives in <laughs> Austin. So she was she was extremely impressed in her world. So um, did she go there? Uh, she did, did she not. Just she just knows of it, and she knows the okay. prestige of it. So uh, she actually graduated uh, from Lamar University, which is uh, the college of in Beaumont where the film's going to be premiered. Okay. And um, it's a, Lamar uh, University is a is a great college, uh, but she knew of the prestige of Dark Horse Institute, uh, and. So there you go. Just just the name that's going to be on your resume. Is, yes, I'm excited. And then, man, once they sit down and listen to any of your clips, uh, which now I'm going to segue into your YouTube channel because I <laughs> uh, didn't go to bed till one o'clock this morning from listening to your uh, the different the different um, aspects of God the the three uh-huh. the three scores that you have on there. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what the words meant, the the, the titles, but yeah. you, know, you put the uh, you know God the the Savior God the you know the different you know the different attributes of God and yeah. not even knowing what the words that you used meant, I could get the feel of what God was in that piece of music. So yeah. that was so so the words are what the the thing says. So like. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce them. I use the internet. Gotcha. Absolutely. So they're all Hebrew words okay. that mean whatever it is that that is after the word in the title. Gotcha. Um, because the album is going to be called, I believe it's pronounced Amik, A-M-I-K. It's a Hebrew word. Um, it's a word that the uh, I believe it, I believe. It's been a minute since I looked at the the research that I pulled up. I forget the exact meaning, but basically, it's a word that can be used to describe God as having, like, being multifaceted, having just infinite, um, just whatever you need. Yeah, whatever you need, he's mm-hmm. he's that. Um, so, and and the the idea from this album, I was I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, it would be cool if somebody wrote God a theme like his his own theme and then I, I was thinking more about it and i was like i feel like if god had a theme it would need to be at at least a whole album right and so that's where the idea came from and i just did some some research on the hebrew names uh, and was able to to write for these first three um these are the first three the only three i'm going to have out right now um, actually, if you go to my website, I put them up for there. You can pre-save them on Spotify right now. There's three tracks, but um, I'm going to write the rest of the album, then release it as an album. But the first three kind of are giving a taste of what I'm doing with it. So I'm really excited about that project. Well, if anybody, and I'm going to drop your link, it's josephcollermusic.com. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I will drop that in the, uh, in the comments and in the bio of the, uh, of the, podcast but uh those songs you could get lost in prayer for i think each song is is roughly three minutes uh give or take 
Uh, two and a half, yeah. Two and a half to three minutes. Uh, man, you could get lost in prayer and praise, and those songs will definitely usher you into a spirit of where your heart can be open to, you know, because sometimes if you're like me, uh, and I like to talk, but sometimes words fail me when I'm talking to God. But, yeah. you know, he, obviously he knows our heart. So if that that music opens my heart and kind of just brushes everything else away. And, and so I can communicate with him spirit to spirit. So I I was beyond impressed listening to those songs last night. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to to incorporate those songs um, into my my worship time. <laughs> and then also to to get the rest of the album. So hurry up and finish. Oh, no, you finished ours. Uh, so I was going to say, <laughs> hurry up and finish the film so you can get back to that. But no, you already I've finished our film. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got two of the tracks written, I think, within the next, last couple of weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of steadily working on it, but I got some things going on in the future. I don't know when the album is going to be out, but I will be updating on my socials about it. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll have those and you're going to be, you're on our radar for sure. So, <laughs> um, opening your own studio down the line, of course. Uh, yes. but so, uh, you want to score films, you want to produce albums. What, what is it you want to do? If you can yes. only pick one thing or no, actually, uh, I can't pick one. Thing I know you can't. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, so what, what are your plans? Your, so, so yeah, well, my eventual goal is to do both of those out of the studio that I have. Okay. So I'll, I will book time for, uh, people to come in, record their songs. Um, I would produce it for them and everything. And then out of the same studio, work on films. Film scoring is what I'd like to do. Film scoring is my my ultimate passion. But I also I've I've dabbled in production because I, I produced our family one song. Yeah, we have so we have one song out right now, but that we we're, we're working on several. But I think those might have gotten lost when I switched computers. I don't know. But I, I've been dabbling in production and. I really think that I could help our little community uh, maybe have have somewhere they can record their songs. Uh, I, I don't know what the musical talent looks like in Thompson, or I might even base it in Augusta because uh, there's more people there, but I, I don't know. I'm praying about it, but that's, that's kind of the vision is to have a, a separate office, be able to work, uh, to, to be able to drive there, and get to work and then drive back because working out of my house has some some slight drawbacks in that sometimes it's really hard to just sit down and do it because I'm right here in the house and yeah. I can just go do other stuff. Yeah. But uh, if I have like, even if it's just a couple minutes down the road, when I'm there, it's like this work time. I got to yeah. do it, get it done. I think it would help me be more efficient. So that's one of that's one of my goals. That sounds uh, sounds familiar because Jerry's office is in his home, um, and so he comes in here. I'm in his office. He comes in here, shuts the door. Uh, but again, it's it's like right down the hall from the kitchen. It's right, yeah. you know, our our bedroom is like down the other hall, and so uh, my office is at the kitchen table because 
our 26 year old uh, moved back in with us to save money to buy a house uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, she just got the keys to yesterday. So uh, (laughs) I'll get my my office back soon. Uh, So I understand about the, you can, not that musical musicians and um, um, artists leave their, leave their work at work, but the work part of it, you can leave and bring the inspiration and all of that back home when you, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm always, I'm always, especially when I'm playing around on the piano, I'm always picking up new melodies and stuff. I think I have like nine or 10 different chord progression ideas just recorded on my phone, just wow. little short ideas. Cause I was like, I don't want to lose that. And I haven't used them yet, but yeah, I'm, no kidding. And so you like odd chords. Some I try to use them. I try not to, to I try not to just be just or write write stuff that's just like everything else. Yeah. I try not to, but I'm still developing the musical knowledge to be able to to venture from the yeah. beaten path or whatever. Well, you also have to realize that especially if you're writing like let's let's say you're writing a praise and worship song. Uh there, in my mind, there are songs that you listen to in the car that you would never sing on the platform. Uh, not that it's a bad song. It just doesn't go with a church service type thing. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're singing a song or teaching a song to your congregation, you don't want everything in like, you know, a minor seven and, you know, and all yeah. of that stuff, because that just, sometimes you, you have to save the, the odd stuff for a, for a, oh, wow, he just played that chord, you know, you yeah. don't want the whole song in that, you know. Right, like right, that. like, like, I, I'm not, I didn't mean, like, I, I try to make every single chord. Oh, okay. gotcha. It's just, it's just, I do like to have some of those, oh, wow moments, like you were just talking about, I try to. Um, are you familiar with uh, Charity Gale, I Speak Jesus? Yes, <clears throat> yes, my family sings that one. In her live version, uh, when she comes back into the chorus, and we may lose some people right here, uh, when she comes back into the chorus, uh, the the music does this like strange uh, chord, and I listen to the whole song for that one chord because that chord just grabs me, like punches me in the gut. It's gorgeous. So yeah, I, th- uh, I think I might remember what you're talking about. It's been a minute since I've listened to that version. Yeah, but I think I remember it. It's, uh, but I'm like that, and I'm the uh, back to the movie for a second. The um, uh, the big scene that everybody talks about the the scene, you know, the one that's mm-hmm. going gra- to grab everybody to tears. Um, I wanted an unresolved note there. And Jerry just didn't understand that. I'm like, but you, you don't understand it. It keeps the heart like there, there's yeah. not a resolved note. I don't I don't even remember if that's how y'all. Oh, that was Brian scoring that one. Um, so I don't even know how it ended. But uh, music tells such a story. It, yes. you know, we watched the whole movie without the music. And then you put the music in it. And it's like, it just, you know. Yeah, and, it just really helps drive the point home. Yeah, and, and I love it so much. And it's the same way with um, sermons and messages and church services. The Bible specifically talks about the importance of music and um, 
come in into his presence with singing and praise and thanksgiving and yeah. uh, and it softens the heart for the message and it's not the most important part but you could preach a message without having music but i would think it would be a whole lot harder because all of that softens the heart for the message and uh music's such an important part i mean the 12 tribes of israel they had an entire tribe uh dedicated to praise and music yeah uh, so it's, yeah and and like uh also i just wanted to, to add uh about the the church service thing I've actually been in services and I'm not, I'm not like negating anything you said. The, the sermon is the most important part. Um, I have been in services though, where the Holy spirit decided to use the music mm-hmm. and like the music that like they kept singing and kept the Holy ghost kept moving mm-hmm. and they didn't even have time to preach. Like there was just singing and singing and singing. I, I've been in several ones like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how, how God uses singing uh, and worship and, and how he, like the Bible says, he inhabits the praises of his people. I love that. And I love that he gave us the ability to make something that honors him in the way of music and and be able to write stuff that, that sings to God and and praises him. I just think that's awesome. I, I agree. And I, I have, I have been in a lot of those services too. It's exhausting if you're on the platform though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I have been, I have been in quite a few of those services as well. And you're right. Uh, it's just uh, because God can't praise himself, you know? Uh, yeah. So he created us to do that and then gave us the ability to do it. And, and it's so, it's so awesome when, when he moves in something like that. And Jerry, Jerry has never been in a service like that. Um, every, since he started working on a, um, for a church and it was a church that was broadcasting their, their messages, their entire service. So everything was regimented. And when I started going to that church, I didn't understand, you know, at 11 o'clock, the downbeat on the drums is going to happen. And at 1106, uh, you know, the person's going to come up and take the offering. And at 1111, I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't relegate the Holy Spirit that way. And I've it, never it, heard of that before. It's wild. drove me nuts. And he did have a a, a, an explanation for it and said, you know, you don't think God knows what this, what is going to happen in that service. Uh, yes. And no, I mean, yes, he knows what's going to happen, but he still gives us the ability to, to anyway. Yeah. We had many a discussion about that. Uh, and yeah. I, I still, I, we agreed to disagree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he's ever in one of those kind of services that you and I have been talking about, I think he'll change his mind. But, um, Anyway, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of ooh, it's you walk away going, wow. So yeah, I completely understand. Well, Joseph, we have talked for almost this may be two episodes because we have talked for almost an hour. Yeah, I so, just looked over. I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, we have talked for almost an hour. So uh, Jerry may have to put this into two episodes, but it has been so much fun sitting down and talking to you. I was a little worried. Um, Number one, this is my first Zoom podcast. Everything okay. else I have done has been sitting down across the table. 
Um, yeah. And second of all, I, I didn't really, I mean, I know who you are and we've spoken, you know, via text and, you know, hi, when you're talking to Jerry, but yeah. to actually sit down and talk to you, I wasn't sure if we would have a, a lot to talk about, but Hey, surprise. Uh, it appears we did. <laughs> it, it appears, it appears we do. I, I'm sorry that y'all are only staying for a couple of days. Um, uh, and uh, no, when y'all when you guys come down to Beaumont, I would love to spend more time with you. <clears throat> yeah, that would be fun, but yeah, it's just we got we have a lot of stuff going. On. No, I completely understand. So much so that we're coming to you apparently in uh, in a few uh, months. Yeah. So, yep. uh, and we're going to be going to a lot of film festivals in the Georgia area. So, at, surely one of them will be close to Thompson. So, hopefully, uh, yeah, maybe absolutely, possible. or maybe at least within you know dinner driving distance. Yeah. So thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me and sharing your passion and how you do life on purpose and why you do what you do. It's very inspiring. And I'm so glad we got in, hopefully not on the ground level with Joseph Cottle music, but pretty close to it. And we're going <laughs> to, we're going to watch you shoot the stars and uh, blow John Williams, Hans Zimmer out of the water. So I'm excited. Well, to try. Yeah, I'm excited to watch your progress, Joseph. Thank you for uh, sitting down with me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad you joined me for today's episode. If you heard something that spoke to you, please take a second and share this podcast across the social media platforms. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at JJ Life on Purpose so we can stay connected. Until next time, remember, you always have a choice, so choose joy.